0: Hi, everybody. It's Marcia, and we got a great show today. Um, as We have two guests, Robin and Joanne, and as Joanne called it, this is a girls' party because we all know each other and we work well <laughs> together. And uh, I honestly, this Fidelity, I, I've mentioned this over and over again on my shows. Everybody knows I have my books published with Fidelity Publishing, and Robin, I begged you to come on to talk, but um, I don't make many decisions without her and over, and she's the only one I've ever used before I, you know as soon as she came into uh, her business, I had gone and I think, I don't even remember, I'll talk about that later the other company, it was, Amazon had another company, I can't think of the name of it that was publishing before that, but we got a lot of information, Joanne is here and um, they're both going to tell you, Joanne Bufus and Robin Surface are going to tell you uh, a little bit about themselves and then we'll just get into a conversation about publishing and this is not just for independently published persons people. This is for everybody because marketing comes into it. This is about Amazon. This is about audiobooks. This is about so many different things that authors really need to know. So um Joanne, welcome to the show. I'm Hi. glad you're on again. I met you right before COVID in our office. <laughs> right in our office, and I haven't seen you since, but we're still in the We still both have the same office space, so um, how are you? It's really good to have you on.
1: I'm so good. It's so wonderful to be on. Hi, Robin. I love you
0: both.
2: Hi.
0: Thank you. All right, so tell everybody a little um, bit about yourself. Tell everybody about yourself and, you know, what you do. So I
1: have a um, children's publishing company. We focus on books and um, toys for kids. And it is a new company that was a passion project that I um, birthed out of my grief three and a half years ago. And it's been super fun. We focus on children empowering products. And our mission is um, to save children globally through stories. And um, I would also like to quickly add that happy anniversary to Robin and Marsha because you are two of the most fiercest and amazing women in this <laughs> industry. And I was so honored to know you both and I'm so honored you both took me under your wing because Joe factor would not be what it is today if it wasn't for both of you lovely women.
0: Okay. Thank you. Well, thank thanks. you. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. We like that. We like to hear something good for you. <laughs> yeah, Positive. It Positive works. Okay, uh, Robin, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Are people, you know, I've, over the years, I've constantly mentioned your name, and you've been on a couple times,
2: but this time we're really going to get into the nitty-gritty of what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I own Fidelity Publishing, and we've been in business since 2007, Um, were publishing but also have kind of morphed into more of a book-shepherding enterprise um, to help self-published authors navigate the publishing industry since it's so complicated. Well, and
0: I think, you know, I, I, I call it independently publishing because, you know, years ago, like when you started out and I did, as far as doing this, people would say, "Oh, self-publishing." It was like almost like you took some paper and some paste and put it together, and that's right. what People thought <laughs> that's what people thought self-publishing was, and they didn't realize there's so many steps to it. And a book can really look good. I can't remember. The, I'm trying to think of the company that Amazon hit. I it was it was Create another company space. that they hit. Which was it? Create space. It wasn't that. It was something before that that I used. Yeah. Uh, well, I used iUniverse, and then iUniverse was something else, and um, iUniverse was when, in the days when you sent them your work, and they put the book together. And it wasn't that they did a bad job. It was just that when they put the book together, however you put it, that's how it's going out. <laughs> it doesn't. If you have a right. hundred mistakes in it, if you have a lousy cover. Whatever you have, they're putting it on because that's it. And if you wanted to change it, you had to start all the way from the beginning of the process. So and that's
1: those really simple companies, right, that you just upload your book and they do nothing to it, and then everybody yeah.
0: thinks that sure. they're an amazing and was, author and their so, product And then great. I met Robin, right, and then I met Robin, <laughs> and then I – you know, I do rely on Robin a lot for everything because – She's a graphic artist, and so when I met Joanne, you know, and I introduced them together, because you have to do this right. Because when you do a book and it is independently published, it has to be right. It can't just be, just because it's independently published, and so many people, which Robin will attest to now, are doing this. It doesn't mean, I mean, there are people that have been with Random and Schuster and every place. They're now starting to independently publish themselves because they have control of what goes out. So, Robin, where would someone start? if they? What's the best way for them to start?
2: Well, the best way is to read up on how the publishing industry works so that you know how to figure out what your audience is and you know what your cover needs to look like and all of that sort of thing. And this is all separate from the writing part. Um, and I think that's what a lot of authors don't understand. Just the writing part is actually a very small portion of what goes into having a successfully published book. There, there's a lot right. more work on the other side of writing. There's and, a lot and more I work, and I think people are shocked by that. So yeah, yeah, and I think, and I think so. And Joanne,
0: when somebody comes to you, where do they find you? I mean, they they tell you that, they, that they're they thinking of an idea or do they come with the book that they really want done? Or how both. do they, How what's both the initial actually. visit for you?
1: So it's both. I have authors in the early developmental stages that is just the idea. And then I have authors who are done. They, you know, were on their own journey finding the illustrator. And, it, you know, it still needs a tiny bit of creative direction, or um you know they're in between they wrote the story and now what you know most people have harder times um finding the illustrator and knowing who to trust so we actually pair up each author with the right illustrator for the style that they want after they go through their first creative meeting um so all of all across the board
0: So, Robin, I mean, we talk all the time about what goes on and how hard all of this is. And I think what you said at the beginning, I mean, just because you put the words on the page doesn't mean that that book is a book. You have to go chapters, formatting, and talk a little bit about what people think that they need done and when you actually tell them how they, do they freak out? I mean, they probably do because they just think it's going to be so easy.
2: Well, and I have people who are obsessed, I'm working with a man right now who is obsessed by line breaks and hyphens and that sort of thing. Uh, And the reader, if it's a good, compelling story, or if it's nonfiction, if it's full of Useful information, the reader doesn't see line breaks or hyphens or worry about any of that sort of thing. They're busy reading the information, so don't get stuck on things that aren't really that important
0: um, <laughs> well'll well, see that, that, no, that's the whole thing is, that's true but, because you can't focus on that. you have to you know I think when a writer writes something, you know when you're writing something. Um, I, I need to work on this myself after 20 years. The person reading the book isn't going to look at it. They're not going to read it like a 100 times like you, uh, the writer does, you know, over and no. over and over. So it has to flow, you know, and you, hyphens and, like, you know, and don't get caught up on a lot of little things because if you do that, you'll never finish a book. And, you know, the more you read it, the more you're going to find out something is not as You know, sometimes you like it more or you like it less, but if you continue on just doing that, you're not going to finish your book because the person reading the book is just reading it straight through, and your job makes it, you know, if the editor does it right, then it flows, but it also has to be formatted, and that's hard. Right, it
2: has has to look good, and books are hyphenated. I've had a run of authors in the last month or so who didn't realize that hyphens are used in books. Um, That's what makes the book block, the the text on the page look appealing because it's not all spaced out and strange looking. It's all nicely even and has a good appearance. So just because You've never noticed the hyphens when you read doesn't mean they're not there. And they're yeah. there for a reason. So, so you kind of need to have them. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and I and, think and that, and that's another right. thing. Educate yourself about what is expected in a book. How, how it's expected to look and what the mechanicals are so that you know that yes, Text gets hyphenated. And, you know, things like that. That are they, kind of but, you know, the like, well, reader
0: needs that. But, but when, you know, Joanne, when you see, when your projects come to you, what's the first thing you do for them? I mean, what do you say to them? You know, this has to, you know, or do you send them on or do you you know do you send them to an editor right away or do you look at you probably do look at it first you know to see what's going on but how do they take the news when you tell them that it's not really ready
1: um yes yeah, so we actually sell a service called author's news and that's where we walk the author through the entire process so when we, we receive their content we'll give them a list right away of things that are needed and what it's going to cost and, you know, what's the timeline and why, Um, you know, a lot of times because people don't do their own research, like Robin suggested in the publishing world, it's very scary. And they're really not sure what the cost is. Sometimes they actually think it's way more than it is. And then sometimes they don't realize how much it is, but, you know, formatting, editing, proofreading, Illustrations, creative direction, flow, characters, everything um, that the author needs—like it, it's a lot. Like there's a list of basically like 22 things that we have to support the author before the book even goes into Robin's hands, and then Robin um, even more so adds her own other how many so 22 touches too. So right, it's right. a long process with a lot of little, um, you know, pieces throughout.
2: Well, See, I think and yeah, and it's good go ahead, that though. authors realize that they don't have to do it all themselves. Right. It, it's okay exactly. to let experts help you.
0: And because I do think that a lot of people think, you know, and I think this goes for people reading the books. They go, oh, they just sit down and they write. Well, that doesn't really happen. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of steps writers take, you know, (laughs) as to make it good. And, you know, in a children's book, even though it's small, you know, they're not as, you know, like a full-blown novel, it's very important that every word means something. And you don't have time to spare because kids are not hanging around. You know, if it's it's not right there, they're they're not going to wait, you know, because they want the story there. So, and, you know, and the characters matter, and, like, that's what you were saying, Joanne. If they come to you and the characters aren't full-blown, what do you make them, you know, what do you tell them to do to – Get them on the right track because just because they think their character stands out, you absolutely want the characters to stand out, especially in a children's book. That's so important. Well, in every book, actually. So
1: it's so important, and you know, with the children's books, it's actually even more important. Yes, you're writing a shorter book, but you are um, opening up the child's imagination. You're enhancing, um, you know literacy for them. And so it actually takes more work because you don't want to do too much, you don't want to do too little and you have to be constantly creating for the kid today that that, that age, you know, a reading yeah. level. Um so yeah, the level. that's the other the level, the
0: reading level. Because yeah. right, Robin and I went through this with my children's books too. Uh, you know, that's a very difficult thing to do sometimes and especially as Kids now are, you know, they're reading, it's a lot different than it was before because sometimes, you know, the age, that's the problem is what age group to put it in because that can be very difficult. If you get in the wrong age group and your book goes on Amazon, you're kind of in trouble right off the start. It's not getting to the right audience. Right. I think you test it. Do you test it? Joanne, with, you test it with readers, kids, right?
1: So so I, we, we have a young kids club um, that all our yeah. products do go in front of But what I'm happy to share, and I haven't had a chance to talk to either of you, is that we have a new global education partner. So they're actually um, working with us on our um, reading levels for each book and putting our books um, into education materials for kids. So up until now, you know, we would do it in-house and um, there was a program that would be running them through. But now we actually have an education partner that confirms um, the age. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Yeah, because that's that's really important. Robin, I mean, what you were going to say something about the age group because that is
2: tough, figuring it out. Right. Right. And I think Amazon is even getting... More picky about that, and possibly Ingram Spark too. Yeah. If if you choose an age group that does not fit the grade level that you match it with, they'll reject it. Yeah. So do you want to talk so about you Ingram? Need to know what you're doing?
0: Yeah. But yes, you do. And do you want to talk about Ingram? Because people, most people, don't understand what Ingram actually does.
2: Right. Yeah. I've been seeing that a lot lately. I I kind of monitor the Facebook. Group that talks about Ingram, and there are a lot of authors who are really upset because they think that Ingram Sparks should be helping them more, and that's not what they do they're They're not a publisher if you're self publishing, then you're the publisher, so that means you take on all the responsibilities of the publisher. Ingram Spark is a printer who also gives you book distribution. So they, they expect you to be able to submit your files correctly and they really are not there to help you if there's a problem. Yeah. And, and I'm seeing a lot of really frustrated people because they want to do it all themselves. They don't want to have to pay somebody to help them and then they can't get their files to work and they're mad at Ingram Spark. So, you know, I think they need to realize that they are the publisher and they're responsible for creating files that work. See, I think and, you're and and not sure how to didn't get that across.
0: Yeah, because I think Ingram. If I, I, I think this is correct, because I should. I know that I was an agent before I did writing. I mean, I actually while I was doing my <laughs> writing, but I think Ingram didn't really get involved with any independents at one time. You know, no. Before uh, when he, I think they were not really nice so. to people at all. If you asked for a question, even they weren't nice. You know, at the time right. and now they've opened up. So I think people that are out there listening to the show or, you know, it's on Apple Podcasts afterwards and it's also on demand. But the fact is that all of these things, we're really lucky as authors because it, this wasn't around. This was not because it was really hard. And even when I did my first children's books, you and I, which people love the little, the busy bus, but we used um, clip art. And no, but not one school that I ever was at where I was with the kids, did they even know. But that was because you are a graphic artist, and you made sure that I didn't get the wrong picture, that they were all looking a certain way. Because I remember at the beginning, I go, what do you mean? I want to use this. You go, no, it doesn't fit right, because it should go, it should flow a certain way, all the pictures. Right.
2: Yeah, you have to try to have a continuity with the artwork.
0: Right, and I mean these are all things that are open to authors now. Like Joanne, right. I mean all the things that you've learned from all the things that we've done. I mean they didn't have any of this. I mean when you this is it's so different now. It was so hard before. It really was. And when I and I'm literally saying because even as an agent, I saw people's books that were not done good. I mean they were re- and Robin, you know that too. They weren't you know it just the covers were not you know the insides were not coming you know they were coming undone and that's all the things that robin does to make sure you make sure that that works because that's important to the book when you fold the book over how does it lay that matters
2: right and and are the margins correct and yes and does it read easily and all of that stuff that all figures into it and It's something that most authors probably don't even consider. Right. Yeah. And then they're upset when they see their final product because it doesn't look like the books that they've seen elsewhere, but they don't know why. I think there's so
0: much to learn. I mean, there really is. You know, one of the things I tell people on the show is, I mean, after all the years of all these shows, 14 years, 15 years later, because when I was at Red River, I've met so many different people, and I've learned. So everything changes. Like you said, you and I were talking before the show, is that what we're talking about right now in a month might change. Right. And so, Joanne, you're very up on all, you know, you're following everything, and that's so important. And you're increasing the toys. So Tell us about how you feel about all of this, because you're, you're coming into this now at a good time when people can actually get things done
1: in a good uh, agreed. way. Agreed. Um, it's, you know, I'm super fortunate that I was able to build a team um, of people in the industry that, you know, used to work for big publishing houses or, you know, agents yeah. like yourself and now run their own businesses. So I have, you know, a very large network and group of consultants and people available to Joe Factor Entertainment all the time. Yeah. So I've literally had a piece it together for myself for my first book, um, that was graphic novel comic book. And then, you know, I, I was able to put it together to help other people because I saw a niche in the industry. And that's, you know, pretty much why I left real estate and started publishing company because I yeah. enjoyed it but there were so many steps and you know similar to being a real estate broker you babysit the transaction right you're the glue yeah to babysit you're the glue of the transaction well I'm the glue of the self-publishing author journey just saying yeah, yeah. so I, I think uh, it's yeah you know,
0: yeah go ahead
1: I do have a question for you how do you I have people that ask me all the time Um, Now, if my book's bad, you're going to tell me, right? And I look at them and I'm like, absolutely, because I have had to make suggestions and, you know, do it in a kind kind and polite way of all the list of things of improvements the book would need. And I've actually said no to authors. Like, if you're not going to make these improvements, then we can't work together because I would have put something out that I didn't believe in and knew the kids. But in your career, and, you know, Robin, like, how do you guys tell people when your their story is not so great?
0: Well, okay. it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Although, Robin, you do it in the sweetest way, I'm sure.
0: Well, you know, you have to be diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, yes. And, you know... <laughs> Well, you know, a lot of times, you know, like I, I remember one time, you know, and I mostly, and I have to say the truth, I had tremendous clients, when, I, but they didn't sell because they were first-time authors, and many years ago, they didn't even want to touch anybody that was first-time author, and I did mostly screenplays, but I had a lot of people with books, and they were uh, authors that were honestly so good, but they gave up, and so my goal has always been to keep people writing you know and some people get better and that's good because if you have to you have to keep an open mind when you're writing that if someone tells you something you can't automatically say oh no they're wrong you just but it does have to be your work and i get that but i had really good people and 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 sometimes i look back at it and i wonder why they didn't get published and it's so sad that's why the independent market is i feel like i know that my editor sometimes he says to me oh you know what you should be you know going to a big time publisher you know you're ready and i go I don't care anymore, and I have so many guests that don't care about it either because it takes so much time. It takes years. And I know that when people are trying to independently publish, they think five, six months is long, but it's not to get the book ready. Robin, right? true? I right. mean, this is, this is the thing. It takes some time. It doesn't take three years like it does with the, the big-time publishers and, because that could be three years before your book is done or finding an agent first and then getting a the book done.
2: Right. But really, they do that because they're doing all the work in the background of getting it designed, getting it edited, getting it ready for promotion, doing pre-promotion, all of that stuff that a lot of times self-published authors don't do.
0: But they're not but lately they're not doing too much for those authors either anymore. That's the thing you know right, right. Uh, the advertising budgets are cut. they don't even know now if some of their books are because there's a book short you know a paper shortage that you know I've had several guests talking about that with big time publishers. They don't really know what's going to happen, and you know, as Robin knows that when we first started, there wasn't an ebook. Because when I had my what? first books done, there were no e-books. It seems like e-books have been here forever, but they really haven't. You know, they didn't have like iUniverse. They have an e-book for me, and I'm not even published with them anymore because it's my. I own the rights after. When you, you know, you always own the rights in those places, in a lot of those places. And that's, I would, you know, when you own the rights, it's great. But it's still out there on iUniverse. And then they have an e-book. And I never signed for an e-book because there wasn't an e-book. So it couldn't have been in the contract for an e-book because there was no e-books. You know, I don't even know. It came out shortly. And I remember on one of my shows, we were talking about e-books. And it, it went over, like, wouldn't you say Robin, so fast? I mean, it's, it just grew
2: in a minute
0: because of Amazon, yeah. You know, well, it,
2: when it first started, I thought, "Oh, that'll never take off." Everybody right. likes books, and then I got an e-reader for Christmas that year, and I read one book on it, and that was it. I was hooked, yeah. and that's the only way I read books now. So. But so, Joanne, I mean, you know, like we're talking about these, it's not that long ago
0: that there was no thing. And, you know, and because people, we would talk about e-books and then, but then all of a sudden it just exploded of great big markets. But for kids, it is different. So, Joanne, I think you already know this. Kids, they don't, a lot of the parents do not want them reading on the, you know, they don't want them on the computer as much. I mean, they want them to, you know, have all the skills, but they'd rather have them hold the book. So how do you feel about that? You're doing the audio. I love well, audio books.
1: So I got to be honest, I am a newly um, passionate book person. I could probably count how many books that I read up yeah. until my mid-30s. Um, I was not passionate about reading when I was younger, which is hilarious, of course, that I have a publishing company now. <laughs> no, not really. Not really.
0: Things change. <laughs>
1: Um, they do change, exactly. Fun fact, silver one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that um it reignited people to buy to purchase physical books.
0: Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people books, yes purchases now, yeah. went
1: up because of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and for kids though, they really a lot of parents really do want them to hold the book, you know. And even, you mm-hmm. know, when Robin and I started, this, I, we didn't even do as many. We didn't do the hardcovers. Like now I have hardcovers on the books, but I don't really you know, do as many signings because I mostly do my romance now. But uh, they didn't really – We I didn't even have them, right, Robin? I mean, we didn't have them then as much. Right. And you had some wonderful authors at the beginning. Oh, my God. She had so many wonderful authors of children's books, and they gave up. And their books were beautiful. I couldn't I, – remember that, Robin? I mean, I just used oh, to say yeah.
2: – why are they yeah, giving and, up and series of books and they were good They were, they were good sellers yeah they were, they were really really good sellers and they just got discouraged and thought nobody liked them and they quit so that's the thing to
0: keep the passion going for the writer you know and i think joanne you've got that because you have that push in you so that's a good thing so if they're going to you you push them, right? I mean, because to keep them in the game, because just because they do one book, that's not enough. You have to do more. Um,
1: yeah, no, exactly. And as Robin said, they get discouraged, and you know, people also don't realize how much work takes to, you know, market the book afterwards. If you've done it correctly, and yeah. you know, um, we're a successful self-published author. It still takes more work in the background, and you know a lot of authors I speak to um and this is something you know three of us have talked about before, even when you are picked by an agent and you know from a big publishing house, you still have to do some work on your own, you know it's not like you're oh you still have to do a lot work. you do
0: have to do a lot and i you know and I've had a lot of them on my shows, and they have to do a lot too now, you know they have blogs and they have marketing uh services, and they do a lot of marketing on their own but I will say that. They don't like it, and I don't love it either, but it doesn't matter. You you can't not have a book, no matter who publishes it, and not do anything. Exactly. Well, and, and so like you can't Patterson expect Robin to
2: his stuff right. on TV all the time. Yeah. I mean, like, if you there. go to, if
0: you, let's say Robin does a book, and they're mad, but if they don't, you know, she has told them many times that they can come on my show, and there's a lot of people we, that I know that I could send them to the marketing. They just don't want to spend any money. So after they've invested in spending money with both of you, why would they not want to push themselves out there? Is beyond me. You know why not? I mean, you it has you have to market, and you have to pay people sometimes.
2: That's just how it goes. I totally
1: agree. I totally agree, Robin. Quick question: Who who are you referring to right before? I forgot. I didn't hear that.
2: Patterson. Oh, he, oh yeah. he's always on TV advertising his
0: books. Yes, he is. And now he and he and he, and he partners with people, and then they go out and
2: and right. um, promote. Yeah, he's he's kind of figured out the formula where he can churn out books yeah. quickly and only do half the work. <laughs> right. right. But you, and he partners smart, with somebody that? that's, you know, got a
0: good, you know, that's good with PR and got a good name, and then they go out and they help. But let's face it, who's going to turn down that? <laughs> Not me. Right. I wouldn't right. turn it down. You know, and that's the thing. You know, it's the marketing. And, you know, I was listening to some radio shows that were talking about that people don't want to pay for reviews, you know. But, look, there are services out there. And Rob, and I had them on my show, you know, the K-Book Review. And they they don't give you five stars or four stars or whatever. They don't give it to you if the book isn't good, okay, and they don't even want to take right. you if they don't like the way your style or whatever. But people, those are book reviews that are actually a review, and they read the book. So right. if you pay for reviews, I do not feel that's a bad thing. Years ago when I was an agent, I, I, that was like the most, you, you always say, never pay for reviews. But that is not the case now because I'm not going to be sitting at home reading everybody's book just so they'll read mine or not read it, and give me a review, and I should give them one back. That is just not right. And Amazon takes a lot of those reviews off anyway. But reviews are important, and if they have to pay for some of them, it's well worth it if they start a good campaign. Or even when, you know, when he was on my show, you know, from the K-Book, he was talking about the fact that older books, he started it for his father. K book promotions because he felt his father had old had books that were really good, and he never promoted them. And then yeah. that's how the service started. And because it it shouldn't be just a book from one year. You could have books that are three years old and four years old, and just start promoting them. Don't give them. A, a, you know. Don't I promote my books whether they're five years old, ten years old? It doesn't matter. So, I mean, Joanne, do you tell so, people to keep promoting too?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think people lose momentum and get discouraged. But, you know, I think they need help understanding what's a good story. And then if you create a good story, then you're constantly marketing your product because new organizations come up or new children.
0: Yes, whatever,
1: you know, happen that you connect with and then you can sell them your book. Like, it's always, if you create a great product, you will always continuously have access to market it, to sell it, to promote yes. it, to donate, to do something with it, especially with a kid's book. Obviously, right. children are grown, right? So there's always going to be a new yes. for your age
2: book.
0: Right. And that's true. And, you know, like, Robin, like, we... Like I know my covers. A lot of people have liked my covers, and I, I'm. I've had some. You know, we've had an illustrator that has done some work, and then Robin changes the cover and makes it look great. You know, he'll. I don't. I don't remember what. It, what is it called, Robin? When I give, he gives me a certain design, and then I give it to you. I just tweak it. <laughs> no, but right. No, but right. But it's called something it's when called he has Magnus. to send it to. You. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you know but it's so hard and hard. i you know i used mikey brooks for a lot of the things and uh he does a great job but he didn't always do my covers but robin would he'd give me an illustration and robin would make the covers and so it does matter you know and i think that if you robin can put it graphically so i like that and so when you there are so many different ways, like Joanne, you have illustrators, and you know it, there's a lot of things that can be done if you use people that know what they're doing, like you and Robin putting books together is because you have you're learning how to do this, or and Robin already's done this forever, so she's done this, and this is important. there's so many people out there now that just say, "Oh, I can make a cover and Robin, tell everybody that they cannot how how could cover because it's not right. fitting right, right, so what, we want to talk about that a little for people that think that anybody could just put the title on, and then it's a cover. It's not true because it has to fit on Amazon
2: right, well, and it also needs to be appropriate for the genre, yeah, because if if you have like a thriller murder mystery type book, it needs to have a certain look because people who are fans of that look for a certain type of cover. So that needs to fit. And then Amazon has very specific rules about the actual mechanics for the cover. Yeah. And Ingram Spark has completely different rules for their mechanical part of the cover. So it, that's another thing I've been seeing people online being very frustrated about, because covers are complicated. They have to fit exactly, or they get rejected. And if you're not a graphic artist, making that work is going to be very difficult. It's yeah. not something you can really do in Microsoft Word and be successful. So, you know, it it's something that authors should consider because that frustration and all the time they're spending trying to do it themselves, they could have paid somebody probably not a whole lot of money to get it right for them. And then they can just upload the file and go about their business. So, again, it's a a thing where I think a lot of authors want to have control over everything and don't want to pay anybody to help them. But by doing that, they're just making it so much more difficult to move on to the next step. Right. And because it, and, and that's a big step, though. Joanne, right. you know how
0: important that is. I mean, you know, if the kids don't like the pictures, if they don't like the cover, they're not picking, they don't want to look at the book. So how do you – what happens with your decisions on the covers?
1: Um, honestly, the covers is actually one of the items that I love to create with my team. I like to take that, um, over and usually we have to make the cover early on. So to create the marketing materials and stuff to go along with it. So you can still, you know, pre, um, market your book. Um, but you know what I do want to share with, you know, what you and Robin were just saying is that. One, if you're going to create a children's book, like, make sure you're coming at it with a joyful heart
0: and, oh, right.
1: like, with a mind for a child. Yes, right. And
0: it's true. if you
1: don't have a joyful heart and if you don't have any other, you know, that should be your only purpose in creating the book, knowing that you might make a little child smile or you can change a child's life reading that book. Yes. I just reviewed a good the way to book look at it. Um, for a yeah. new Yeah, I just reviewed a book for a new podcast um, that I created. And honestly, one of my team members goes, the book was actually um, pretty unsatisfactory. I'll talk to you guys about about it one day and we can have a good laugh about it. But one of my team members (laughs) goes, wow, is this author just an egocentric person and just wanted a book out? And I actually stopped. And, I, you know, I looked at her and I thought to myself, wow, what a take on, like, somebody completely that you've never met because this person did all the most amazing marketing. Somehow I saw the book and it, you know, grabbed my attention, right? So I ordered it. I was really excited about it. And then it came the in and I was so angry that I had to read it via Zoom to my team because I needed them to agree that, like, this was so um, such an unsatisfactory kid book. And um, in that, there was also eight reviews that other people had written about the book. Now, the illustrations were subpar. The writing, it needed so many levels of editing. I mean, everything was wrong in this book. Yeah. <laughs> and then this woman did this really, really large marketing promotion. And one of my team members was like, wow, maybe this author is just an egocentric list. Like, did, did she produce this book just for herself? And I really stopped and thought to myself, like, yeah, she probably did. Because it wasn't for the child because
0: the message yeah. is not there. You know, and I, I think that's the, the thing, you know, that because <laughs> the thing is we see this all the time. I've, I've seen it for years, you know, as far as, you know, people thinking that, you know, they can just put anything out there. And you can't. You know, I mean, that's just not the way it is, and you can't. And a lot of people expect the editor or the format person to, like, Robin would know to make it right. That's not the job. It has to be right. You can't. You're not writing it for them. It should be right. Well, you have to
1: pay the money.
0: You have to pay the and money Robin, to get it right. Robin has done books that she had to rewrite without telling them because they were so bad, and she couldn't put her name on it. Right.
2: Yeah, and I Robin is a good
0: writer. Down Robin is a really good writer.
2: I'm. I'm actually working on one right now that is having that issue, and it's already been to an editor twice. Yeah, yeah. So if it's yeah. not. Fair.
0: <laughs> you know, I had. You know, I know Joanne asked me the question. I did have one time uh, an author. She wasn't really writing children's books, so she had a topic, and. I had worked for a pediatrician for years, and um, when I read the book, I said to her, this is the only time in my entire career, and I mean all these years, 25 whatever years, that I ever had to say, I really think you shouldn't do this book. It was about life, okay, with, for kids, and it was just not a subject that, you know, because lice, it's in a lot of schools. There's no doubt about they have lice. But the way they did the book, I just, and I sent it to a reviewer, and I said, what do you think of this? I mean, I just feel terrible. I have to say something. And I did. And it was the only time in my life that I've ever said anything. To a person, I mean, I, w- I was lucky that I, you know, people really wrote good things, and when they sent it, you know, uh, some were not fabulous, but there was just a subject I just thought shouldn't be out there. It just wasn't done right, and so it is. Th- there are subjects that just don't make good books, you know, or
2: right.
0: you know, and it just. I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, too, because I just know that there was something about that I just couldn't see a child wanting. Because especially like when you, you like Joanne, you're saying a happy heart and you want a message. Like a lot of times with my children's books, which Robin knows, I didn't, when I wrote them, I didn't write them as a message. I wrote them, and then people said, "Oh, it has a message." <laughs> and I didn't. Oh, really? Okay, but I just wrote what I was feeling about the story. But I didn't write it as a message. And if you do write books like as a message, the kid, the child, will know that, and they're not going to want to read it. They're looking at right. you so know. They don't. Kids want are smart. To that. That's right. That's exactly right. They don't. But there's a way to do it. But the but like what you were saying, Joanne, the writer needs to have some feeling about what they're writing, you know, for the kid. It's important.
1: No, I agree. It's, you, you have know, to leave the child's imagination open to have, let them create. So You create yes. enough that the child can also use their own imagination and, you know, grow. And kids do. Uh, yeah. From your product. Yeah,
0: yeah, they do. Yeah. And I think, in, but as, as far as keeping people writing, I think that's, uh, the biggest job for anybody that really is in this field to keep people writing that are good and not to get discouraged. You know, for me, this is the number one thing. You know, I, I just think it's so hard to, you know, you're not, there's very few people that really go to the top. And it shouldn't, If if, if your book is a good story and people like it, this is good. And so just keep going on. And maybe there'll be something that will make the bestseller or whatever. You know, it's really hard to do that with so many people writing. But you shouldn't give up. And they do give up. And it's not, it can't always be about money. And it's, it's just, sometimes you have to write because you love to write. And that's one of the things. If you don't have fun writing, You shouldn't be writing then. I mean, even if it's not, it's not fun all the time when you're writing because you get frustrated and things like that. But I mean, it's something that a person should love, you know, if they're actually a writer. Otherwise, they're not a writer. They're just trying to sell something, you know. And it has to come from your heart, whatever it is, good or bad, or even if it's a tough book to read, it's something that's important to the author to say. And and if you get a book that is like that and somebody sees you on the street or you meet someone and they say, oh, I really liked your book, or the reviewer really does like it and you know because they've read it, it it's a good feeling for the author. And just the same when you're, you are looking at books, it's sad you have to tell them that this might not make it, and that's a hard job to do. Right. You know, because you don't want to charge them and, you know, for your services if you just don't think you can do anything with it, and that isn't really your job is to make the story. That's the job. They have to write the story. You have to do all the other things that make that work, but they have to write a story that works
2: and that means something. Right. And they have to write it for their audience, not for themselves. Right, right. That's right. Yes.
0: That's that's exactly right. And that's true. But, you know, I know, Joanne, you love this business. And Robin, you know, I know, look, you love it. You know, I know there's days when we all get aggravated, but you have to really like this business, you know. And somebody, you know, you have to be passionate about this business. Otherwise, you really can't be in this because this is tough. Any when right. you look at it, you know it 's hard, Robin there you get some books that are, and you make them look fabulous, <laughs> and God knows, you know, and it 's hard because they come to you with a lot of words. I mean you know I am an, I write novellas a lot of times because you know I did, done, you know 've done them for my screenplays and things like that, but and children 's books, but when you have to do a book that is like four hundred pages. That's work. It
2: better, you know, it better be, you know, not easy, but it it better have the staples. Right. I I just finished one for an author that I've worked with almost as long as I've worked with you, and it was 450 pages. But he has an editor, and he makes sure that it comes to me perfect. He had one change out of 450 pages.
0: That's unbelievable, so
2: his four hundred and fifty pages were a joy yeah <laughs> sometimes, so. <laughs> uh, sometimes there are other books that are not, but yeah, you know i I try to get it as right for the author as possible we'll We'll do several rounds of revisions if necessary but but the way that author did it is the way it's actually supposed to work the author and the editor should work together and that's what you do too. Yeah. You work with the editor, get it the way that it needs to be and then it can move on to the next step instead of waiting until it's formatted before you decide, Hey, I need to edit this. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's, right. That's the way and, it's right.
0: supposed to be. And and right, and you know, and I mean there's a lot of editors out there and Joanne you have editors, you know, and um It's hard to find a good editor, you know, but, you know, for me, I think, like, in audio books, that's one of the reasons I like audio books is because people are, you know, it's terrible the way they pull apart books sometimes. But when it's an audio book, they don't pull it apart as much because they're not looking for a comma out of place. It's so ridiculous, you know. And, you know, when people are writing things, oh, the comma wasn't there, or they, you know, put an exclamation mark or something like that, you know, but in an audio book, it's up to the narrator to make that book sound good. And you're not right. looking for all those little things that could be wrong. I mean, I, I think it's good for kids to listen to audio books along with the book, with the hardcover book or, you know, softcover, whatever. But I do think it's a good skill, you know. And I think a lot of parents, they're missing the boat on that because there's a lot of kids that don't really like to read. And they listening to a book might be just a trick to keep them interested in a story. How do you feel about that, Joanne?
1: I totally agree. Um, you know, it's great for the child to have access to both, and, you know, the parent or the adult in the child's life, you know, can use them as needed, um, whether in the car or whatever. Either way, they
0: should just be promoting, you know, kids. But they don't, a
2: lot of people, a lot of parents
0: don't like audiobooks. They just, they would rather not. Have their kid listen to them, and I I still think it's a good because there are kids that don't like to read.
1: Well, it depends. Yeah, it depends on each child's situation. Um, yeah. Um, you know what I did want to mention is that I hope I I want authors to know that we're not here to deter them from the author journey, and yeah. you know, and even if your product is not so good, and even if you're like, oh, my product's not, you know, my book's not good. We can help you, or the right team can help you. If you have a good message, then everything else can be put together. But be open-minded enough, you know, so there are um, avenues where you can get help.
0: And that's what's important, and that's why people, you know – I that's what I was ta- alluding to before is that I know over the years people say don't pay for this don't pay for that but you know what this is a different world now if you want to you know exactly. if you can't get published or the publishers listen it's not against your book sometimes they just might not have the money to do all these books you know the publishers are suffering and you know children's books do cost a lot of money to do because of the illustrations and it they are it, it's expensive and I do think that people you know I mean, don't stop writing like what you're saying, you know because you're you know you're talking about that right now, and don't stop writing, just get some help, and if you can't afford it, just save up for it because it's important, you know because people you sure. know, I, you know people don't want to spend money even on buying a book, I mean you have to like they want them free, and I had someone on my show years ago, and I never forgot this he they, they he said. People will spend getting a coffee for five dollars, four ninety five, and they don't even want to spend two dollars to get an e book. You know, and that's really kind of sad because it's like, why does every author has to have to give it for ninety nine cents or free? I mean, I don't understand that, you know, and especially in a children's book by you know kids it's nice to have the book in front of them, and it's nice to have them have a little bookshelf if they can afford it, and it's really nice if you're working globally now, so kids can read books you know and might not be able to afford it, and then there's the global market, so I think that that's a good thing. There, How yeah. you're doing that yeah you because know, there are kids out there globally, you know i you know Robin has helped me make do the covers for I went to Babel Cube and Babel Cube does make uh you can which I thought they do it, but no actually, I was doing it, and i i would I probably wouldn't have attempted it because it's like you're taking your book and somebody narrates they're, they're um uh, not narrating they're you know they're they're doing the book for you in the language that they, you know, I think some of my books are in Spanish, but I had to put it out and get it published. Right, And it took a long time for me to learn. And then I didn't realize you'd have to have the cover. And so Robin redid my covers because it has to be, for the foreign market, it has to be not, it can't be like, you know, busy bus. It has to be the words that they use. You know for in the language yeah. but and that's a good thing now to have kids in all areas you know uh and or globally to have books, so that's a good thing you partnered with somebody that's you know that's a wonderful addition
1: it's exciting well, and I'm
0: so excited, yeah, yeah, I mean. Because Robin, I would call up and say, like, I need this. Cause and because when she was talking about this, and this is another thing that people out there listen, you know, everything you do, if you put something on Smashwords, if you put something wherever you put it, it has to the cover has to be able to fit the way it is. Robin, you want to talk about that for a minute? How the covers have to fit all these things because they're not the same
2: measurements. Right, right, and the audio covers are square which means that you can't easily use your book cover for your audio cover because it won't fit. Right. I'm I'm not sure why Amazon decided they needed to be square. <laughs> and it and
0: it's, it's really weird because it is a, a, like Audible is Amazon.
2: Right. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they they decided because I mean it's basically just an online image, yeah. I, I guess maybe they decided it needed to be different from a book cover so that it would signal to people that it was audio. I'm not sure. It, it's irritating maybe. from a design standpoint because, yeah. you know, you you work to make the vertical book cover look good, and then suddenly you have to turn it into a square. And, and
0: in Babel Cube, it was a different one, too. That's a different one. Right. And, you know, a lot of the places now, I know, Joanne, if you've noticed that for marketing, some some of the book covers have to be a different way. They can't be the same way and fit in their marketing. You know, where if you're going to, like, put, like, if you're adding your book cover, it has to be in whatever they tell you. Yeah, different companies have different requirements. Do you put, are you put? are the people that you, are you putting them on Smashwords or things like that? Because I know Robin does that a full service like that. Do you do that for the people? Please. So Robin does it for me. Anything
1: yeah, that right. happens, Robin does it okay. for
0: me. Okay. Yeah, right. I know Robin so does yes. this. Robin does this.
2: <laughs> thank God.
0: Robin, I keep saying you cannot go out of business, Robin, ever. I ever. The whole boat <laughs> and don't Robin do It takes longer. It's hard. There's a lot of steps. Yeah. And Robin does know the answer. You know, I mean, well, you know, I've, I've done I, hundreds of those, so
2: I know, <laughs> that helps.
0: So, but, you know, I want this is important, though. So, how important? Like, I keep going back and forth to um, which, you know, I do if I'm going to do it, you know, if I'm going to do KDP, that it's all on Amazon or if it's on Smashwords. What are your feelings now? It's so hard to make the decision if you're going to just full out let Amazon do it or you're going to put yourself in the market with everybody else.
2: Well, what I've been telling people is to give it about three months and do everything and watch where your sales come from. Yeah. Because if most of your sales are coming from Barnes & Noble and Apple, you don't want to be exclusive to Amazon because then you'd be losing those sales. Yeah. But if you see most of your sales are coming from Amazon, then it won't hurt you to do the select program and then that opens up some extra advertising marketing things that you can do yeah. so you kind of have to see what's going on because it's it's weird authors who sell well places other than amazon almost never do well on amazon
0: yeah. so
2: i think you need to find out which you are so that you're doing the best you can to get sales,
0: yeah, I think it's hard to get sales. I mean, Joanne, do, are people expecting more than they, you know, that, because I know it's very hard. Most people that I've talked to, it's hard to get sales. It's not that easy. I mean, it's constant promotion and marketing for sure. Yeah, but you know, and and unfortunately, because of COVID, there haven't been a lot of book signings, and those are the places where people can really sell books. You know, um, and the the fears, yeah. you know. Different, different, so well, a lot of aren't people aren't going to any of the other states that used to have, you know, a lot of book fairs and things like that, but they're not having them now. So, which makes it well, harder authors, for the author.
1: Author Zoom um, readings are happening. So, thankfully to YouTube and Zoom, um, authors can still do something and invite, you know, a group of people.
0: Um, yeah. We've been doing that during the pandemic. So, does that work good?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been working nice. It's worked nice. It's actually something nice to look forward to. And at the end of the day, you know, some people are happy that they get to be, you know, in bed, home, cozy, and listen with their kids with a book. It's a different experience. And obviously pre-order it, you know, so they pre-order it, come to the house, so everyone, you know,
0: has the book um, while the author reads it. That's, see, I think that's a great. That's good if they do that. That's really good because the kids like that. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, those are the things that are important in kids' books. You know, because kids Correct. love those things. I mean, they really do. You know, I mean, nothing has changed over the years with kids. You know, kids are kids. I mean, there's a lot that has changed, but that they're when, but basic liking a book and enjoying it. It can be a 10-year-old book, it can be a 15-year-old book, a 50-year-old book, and the kids are still going to like that book. You know, those are the things that people forget about. They forget that some of the books, the best-known books, are 50, 60 years old, and kids still love right. them. So, it, you know, that, right. that's one of the things for authors. You know, if you get your book made, this is what I tell people, if you get your book made, it's always out there. It's like a gift to life. You know, it's out there. And it doesn't matter if we're gone. The book is always going to be somewhere. And, you know, it, it's just somebody will have a copy of it. And somebody will give someone a copy of it. And you don't know who they are. And they know who you are, but you don't know who they are. But you've made their child happy or, the, or they've enjoyed, as an adult, reading a book. So I think all in all, services like that both of you do are services that people need. They need help to publish because otherwise all of these good books that are independently published would have never gotten published, which is why Robin went into the business because all of these people would not be out there. Right. They would give up. They'd give up. You know, I mean, that's what happens. People give up. So I mean well, it's, Robin hard.
2: it's harder than yeah. people expect it to be and and they get discouraged and think that they've failed when they haven't really even started yet right. They, and I think a team so like, right
0: right, and I think a team like Joanne's, that keeps them in the game right, you know, and that's that's really what you and I have seen over the years they don't stay in the game. And it is a game. It's a game. Yeah. It's out there, you know. And Joanne's services sounds like what you do, Joanne, is keep that writer out there, which is so hard to do but so important. So
1: yeah, what I think would people are people? What? at the same time, you
0: know. Yeah. So what what would you tell people out there if, when they're listening if they have, you know, something that they feel that they want to write about or even start and that you'll help them? So tell, tell the you know, people, what you would do for them at the end of the day when they're thinking about writing it, because a lot of people are thinking about it, and they have an idea. So how could you help
1: them? well, I guess for anyone that listens to this podcast, I'll offer um, a complimentary 30-minute creative call, and um, we basically would hold your hand. You have the idea, we would give you the steps, we would encourage the writing, we would direct you and what to be writing and what you're focusing on everyone thinks that they need to like write the book from the beginning to end no just start writing and whatever um pours out of you just go with that just our job to help you put it together because most of the time you don't even know what you're creating and you kind of may not see it it may be a poem it may be a book it may be a comic book it could be you know more than one um I, you know, idea
0: that you have
1: and you don't know what to do with it. So, See, I've um, noticed that your so, yeah. books,
0: yeah, right, they start with a poem. One of, you know, that first book I think that you did had the poem, right? Mhm. And it yeah. just went um, on and on for the, and you just had the illustrations were, you know, every few, you know, sentence, every few sentences of the poem, of, you know, every yeah. so when it was rhyming, all the rhyming that, you know, and that's, How people, if they, like you just said, have a poem and you want to do a book, you could make it into a children's book. Which when I, after I read that, I did say that to Robin, that I should have done that with a lot of my poems. Because instead of, I wrote one poem book, but then I see that that's such a cute idea to do one poem and just carry it through. Because for a little child, that's all they need sometimes.
2: Right. They don't need
0: Yeah, they don't need it. And, uh, Robin, what would you say to people that are out there in a nice way what to do?
2: (laughs) Well, don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. Don't don't get so frustrated that you give up. Ask for help.
0: Yeah, yeah. There are
2: lots of people out there who know what they're doing who can help you.
0: Right, and and that I have come to over the years, you know, which I'd said before. When I I make mistakes, but I try, you know, and I try to ask Robin before because I have made them, and then then it's easier if I ask her first, you know. (laughs) And sometimes she already knows that I have an idea, and then five minutes later I change my mind. (laughs) I go well, forget it, you know. And I do have it; I do that a lot. But it's good to have someone to talk to. Most of the time you need somebody, and that's what, Joanne, it sounds like what you do for these people is you let them bounce ideas off, and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. They don't even know what they're creating most of the time, and they're afraid. So, you know, to they think they have one idea, but to us it looks different, and we just, you know, give them our insight and, hey, this is what we think. But at the end of the day, it's the author's, um, you know, choice. But, you know, we just give our suggestions.
0: Which is important because you know, like, yeah. like both of you had said, you people need to have help, and that's okay. And you, you know, but there is a there's a lot of times people you they may not like what you say, but they will think about it, and that doesn't mean because somebody, an editor or anybody, tells you something that you have to do it. But it is nice to have some feedback sometimes because sometimes as an author you don't see the problem, you know, and. And every author has issues. I mean, as an author for all these years, but one of the issues I think they do have is they go over and over and over things. And that's one of the things that, like I said before, to not to do. Because the more you go over it, you're going to keep changing it, and it may not even be as good as it was the first time. Because that that other person that's going to read it, like I had said, is not going to read it as many times as we read it. Right. And we read a lot. You know, I I do, and, you know, and that's the thing, and I and I know that I've always had the luxury to know that Robin is there to help me, and, you know, and, but I do know she's also a good writer, so that helps, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you haven't written the book, but I have told you many times, because she is a really good writer, and, but she, you know, she does what she does, but it helps to have somebody that's a good writer, if you need some help, to just bounce an idea off and I think with Joanne you're so passionate about this it's probably great for your people when they have someone like you and your team to talk to because they can't talk to their friends they won't understand what this is only people doing you're this so actually right. understand you're like so my regular right. friends they don't know I'm talking about half the time <laughs> you know? and it's not their fault They just why would they You know, and so it is nice to talk to somebody in the business that can help you but it's good that you two work together. You know, that's a good thing, you know. And yeah. so, yeah. Oh my God. And, Calling
1: and Robin is like my highlight of my day. <laughs> you know what I love about Robin? Robin reminds myself of me because, you know, no matter how stressful or like what this? What's going on? What's going on in the world, or what's going on personally? Like Robin always finds the comedy in everything.
0: Yeah. So no matter fair.
1: what we're talking about, we're always laughing and yeah, finding yeah. the entertainment right. in whatever we're doing.
0: Another because this should be, that, it should be that way. It shouldn't be, you know, because we we all understand what's going on, and so we know there there are days that you know it is. But you have to laugh at some of these things because otherwise it's too serious. You know, you you really can't right. be that serious and enjoy everything. So you know, yes, and I do think. But that's why I always say in my shows they're informative, but they're entertaining because you just you know you have to have fun doing it. <laughs> You know, it's not like you're just going to say, oh, this is step one, two, and three, and nobody's talking, you know. You have to, you know, talk about experiences that we've all had. And, you know, some are good, some aren't, but it's nice to share. You know, I think that's important, you know. And I think it's important to have people to count on that you know know what they're doing. But that's what Robin, is, I know this, we've talked about this. You see people on all these sites. I don't know if, Joanne, are you on a lot of these uh, These Facebook, they're, they're helping people in the wrong way, a lot of them. Yeah, so I'm only part give, of like,
1: they, like one group. Usually when I give my feedback, they tell me I'm too mean, which is hilarious because you both know yeah. me. <laughs> So when I'm giving very direct feedback to, like, brand-new authors, like, usually yeah. other people will comment and be like, you can say that, you know, nicer. I'm like, what, what yeah. do you mean? If yeah, you don't fair. know what to charge for a for a school um, reading visit and it's your first one, guess what? You probably shouldn't charge. You should donate your time and go learn from it because you've never done it. So how are you going to charge for it? You well, know, let me just like say something. I'll
0: say something about that. You know, that is the truth. Kids love to hear, uh, kids really like to hear, you know, uh, authors talk. And that's one of the things. And so if I have issues when they say no and I'm not even charging them. So I'm thinking like, are you kidding me? i want to do it for free and i gave copies to but then you know then they would rather have the book the book fairs where they drop the books off and then the kids pick out the books but the kids really like to talk to the authors so i did it free and i donated books to the school so i don't see what's wrong with an author doing that you know because it's for the kids it's and you know, not every kid can afford ten dollars or twelve dollars for a book. So it's really nice if in the schools, if they're taking, if people offer for free, they should take it, take the people there. And another, and what you're saying is, if it's a new author, yeah, go there, so you could do it free. I don't. So they think that was too mean that you don't can do it free.
1: Yeah, when I, you know, when I said, I basically, you know, my comment was, if you haven't done one yet, you probably shouldn't even be charging. And you know everyone is all like if you created a book you should be going to donate your time as anywhere that you can so that you can naturally grow your sales you know and there's a lot of you know I'm on the board for the local library and I know we you know how much up to how much we pay for um, author visits and stuff and yeah like I'm not saying you know I would love to you know my goddess um, comic graphic novel comic book be amazing and you know libraries across the world or schools like want to hire me like I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say no to a $25,000 author visit but that you shouldn't that shouldn't be the first thing on your mind you should genuinely be trying to get out there to yep. to give your product to children so that you can
0: you know we are whatever well we're, in the, sa- we're, well, we're in the same neighborhood so you can always tell the schools I'm more than happy to come for free Oh, I am happy. Okay. I am happy to donate my services for free because the kids love it. They absolutely love yeah, when the authors do. come there. You know, and, and the you know, Robin to connect with the authors too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Robin. You know, remember what Robin? Robin, well, for me, I never, I didn't want to do any talk shows I mean, or anything. I didn't want to do a podcast. Right. So Robin, said you, "You didn't said even want me, anybody to know who you were." <laughs> that's yeah, pretty much. And so Robin said, "You have that's to do a talk right now. <laughs> Yeah. So she said, "You have to do it. You have to do a podcast." You know, and I said, "I just." don't want to go on the radio, you know, and I said, it was called radio shows, then. they didn't call it podcast. Now, no, everybody knows what I do, but they used to say, what do, I, what do you do? What is this? You know, but Robin said, you have to, it's important. And I go, oh, I don't think I could do this. And so I ended up doing it, and then I did it for five minutes. They had an author Christmas thing, and I did it on the radio. I was a wreck, a nervous wreck, really. And I started cutting words out of my story that I thought maybe this wasn't right. I, as I'm reading it, I'm editing it. And then, five, and then she asked me to come on again, and then she asked me, do I want to do my own show, and I went, what? <laughs> you know, and I, it was like this was the last thing. And Robin knows this, I ever wanted to do, ever. And, and then now i you're
1: a natural and we're on your But show. I love it. <laughs> but it's
0: so funny because she said you have to, I go, what? <laughs> no radio show. I'm not doing that. I'm a writer. I don't want to talk to anybody out there. because. But it is important to do these things. And that's what a lot of the people on, that the best-selling authors come on, you know, a lot of these shows and, you know, and Fran Lewis does shows and they come on and they like doing the shows because it, they like to be talking to people about their books. So people are, I think if people have to do things for free, so what? I mean, it's okay, you know? I mean, that's right. just the way so it goes. But Robin was right really about that. I mean, you know, you that's why I. You yeah. from doing that. <laughs>
2: yeah. So but you're getting true, though. Paid we don't know because people learn about you. So Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Especially I know. And so Joanne, this is a, this is good for you to do those things, you know, and to get out there. They'll know your name.
1: Exactly. Thank you for agreeing. Thank you for <laughs> agreeing
0: that I had a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And thank you both. This is really you know, it's been great. I'm um I am having a child I'm only having one more child you know, I can't believe it's November, right? I'm having one more children show at the end of the year at the end of December and I haven't had as many children's shows, but, Joanne, I probably should have more, and you should come out and do some of these shows because it's fun, you know. But I will be happy to donate my services if somebody wants, you know, for kids' books. You know, I'll be happy to do that because I I think think it's a good thing. I think kids, you know, and also before we, you know, and Robin, you have to keep doing what you're doing. And both of their websites are on my page, you know, because, yeah, you can't stop. Not until I'm ready (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I, not to do that. you know because it is great having somebody that tells you the truth so i think joanne when you're telling people the truth too that it matters it helps a it lot
1: does it, it does matter and you, know, you we don't see, want someone we give our feedback with love and kindness you know i don't sit here and really um tell people how i feel just because one it's not nice to be mean to anybody right and I don't want someone to talk to me that way. But we do give right. our suggestions, and we give, you know, reasons, and we give solutions all at the same time. Like, hey, well, that's a good this thing, right, when I you give a solution, right. right. Right, so it's not so much like we give helpful solutions as well, um, you know, because we're here to, you know, empower the author as well as the reader. And
0: at the end of the day, we know that the books are going to turn out right because Robin does it right, you know, because the finished product, Absolutely matters. You can put all this work together, but if that book doesn't look right, you're done. That's it. It has to look right. You well, know, that's you the, end the end of the day. If the book doesn't it look people. right, it's all over. And whatever, you know, because Robin, I think almost every book that you've done, you can say that the end result is worth it because it's the book looks right. Whether if the people yeah. aren't happy, you cannot make some people happy all the time. That's for sure. You know. People that's you know, true. some people are never gonna be happy. But if it does look right and it's a good quality, which the book turns out in a good quality, that really counts. Anything else you wanna say, Robin, before we end this show? Or Joanne?
2: <laughs>
0: have we covered? <laughs> well, have we this, covered the market?
2: authors need to, to educate themselves and then not get discouraged. When things are hard.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, that's very true. And Joanne, we all feel the same Um, way on that, I think.
1: I agree. And, you know, detach yourself from the product and be open-minded. If someone's going to take the time and read your book and give you um, necessary feedback,
0: have an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important, right? And and don't think every last word is the most important word because you can cut something. You know, if, if it needs to be cut, it exactly. should be cut. You know, and that's hard for people to exactly. do. Which, you know, you have to cut it and edit it. And usually you just, if you have a good editor and you, if everything works and you have hire the right people and you talk to them and they understand how you are, then I think it all works together in a good way. And don't be discouraged if you don't sell that many books the first time you will sell and don't and maybe and don't think that maybe in a year you can't still sell books of the same book that's what that's the part I don't like that a lot of libraries and um, bookstores don't uh, ask you know they want just new books, and that's totally ridiculous, right, because there's so many books that are a few years old, so what but it shouldn't be that way. You know, a book, a book it shouldn't be done after a year. You know, yeah, that's but what happens.
2: Bookstores are pretty set in their ways. It's hard to and that's change that. their well, mind. Look where
0: they and look where they are now.
2: They're not right. in a good
0: way. You know, and that's the thing. They, you know, they're also if you if an author says that they have a new book and they can get people to come to a book signing, they should take them up on it. Right, but they don't. Do you find that, Joanne, around here in the, in Chico- in the northern suburbs in Chicago? Illinois? Um, not
1: so much in my um, publishing life
0: yet. Yeah. Well, then that's good. You're lucky. <laughs> because I find it very difficult. Yeah. and I And a lot of people have found it very difficult to talk to these, you know, libraries and have their books in the libraries, which they should, certainly from local authors. It's such a mistake. How about well, in Indiana? The, you know,
1: being, oh, go ahead. being on the board being on the board of a library. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, you know, yeah. self published authors have a stigma of their book not being up to par in exactly what we're talking about right now of yeah. why you, you know, need Joe Faster oh, Entertainment and Fidelity Publishing. So yeah. that, you know, being on the board it's just kinda of like I have an understanding of what they're looking for and what they're not looking for um so that's what it
0: is it's just but i think you know, if a book is good and the book looks good it shouldn't matter what publisher does it because the average person now this is i'll just end it cuz we'll be on all day but the average person does not care who the publisher is the person wants the end result they don't know right a lot, the pub, right? Wouldn't you say that, Robin? They don't care what publisher it is. They, they want to read the book. They don't
2: care how published it. They don't know what an ISBN is. Yeah. And unless it's a current topic, they're not going to look at the publishing date. Right. They exactly. they don't care. That's right. <laughs> so.
0: And so, li it's the libraries, and, um, uh, and you know, if you could get me an appointment at the library in the neighborhood, I'll be happy to come talk to them. <laughs> because I think that they need to help a lot of these authors out there because the libraries are doing themselves a disservice by not uh, getting the community as involved as it should be with authors, especially when authors want to donate their time. You know, and that's, you know, yeah. I
1: I know mine is very open to it. You know, each library is different. I can't speak to, you know, other libraries. But I would, am you know, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. But I'm just saying, I think like the stigma has been like self-published authors like don't the I know. The oh, it is a stigma. You're right. It's there. a definite
0: stigma. Yeah. Which, but they should and look from at the what book.
1: Seeing, yeah. yeah.
0: Over the years,
1: from other authors, like it's the case. Like, you know, people are not putting the work into it.
0: Yeah, but they, you know, they also should give the independent authors a, a shot. And, I, you know, you'll see this as you're in this business long enough. They do put a stigma on it for no reason, and it's wrong. Robin, any words on that?
2: Well, I always tell everybody to donate books yep. to their library. Yep. And then if the book gets checked out often, the librarian is going to notice that. Yeah. And then you'll get some orders. but. Yep. You know, you have to be willing to give something to get something a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Over the years, I've tried a lot of things, and a lot of authors have been on this show from California to different places, and the independent author has a tough time. And that's that's why I'm having the show today, and we're ending it now. But, I mean, that's the thing. Independent publishing is not what people think it is. These are quality books. Agreed. You know, so yeah. on that note, do we all agree on that one? Yes, we do. <laughs> right? Definitely. Yay. Yeah, is the party over now? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> happy of, Happy
1: 14 year anniversary, you two. Okay, thank you, <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> all right, so thank you all for listening. And right, and it's on Apple and it's on demand afterwards, and it could go on websites. You know, the show—it's always out there. I have all my shows still on Apple. They're on Apple I, uh, on iTunes. I think there's like 400 shows out there. I, I was shocked when I when Blog Talk put all my shows on. It's all there. They're all there. You know, so I think people can get, you know, today if you're independently publishing, you know, if they're listening to this, there's a lot of, you know, hope out there. Because there's so many good books that people, regular people are reading. I mean, they are. And Robin knows it. I know it. Joanne knows it. So we're all in agreement with that. So that's a good yep. thing. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to both of you soon, and thank you all. I have a show next Thursday, and uh, Fran Lewis and Larry Sheridan will be on. We're going to just talk about life and the struggles that it's, you know, the struggles people go through these days. It's been very difficult the last couple of years, so I think it should be an interesting show. Larry Sheridan hasn't been writing for years, and now he wrote a, a small book, but he has some issues that he wanted to talk about, so we're going to talk. So that should be next week's, And thank you all very much for coming on. The to of you. And talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.
1: Bye
0: Bye-bye.